Hey y'all, welcome back to Fuck Cancer, but let's talk about it. I am your host, Manos, and today we have another guest. Yay! And we're about to get into it. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. How's your day going? It's going well. Can't put complaints. A lot of rain in here. Aw, <laughs> you're in Virginia, right? Yes. Aw, don't send the rain here. Just, just don't send the rain to Atlanta, <laughs> please, dog. <laughs> Y'all can have it. Nah, it's, we. I mean, we can use it with the heat, but we need a break. You know. <laughs> We already got enough accidents, so we won't oh, need any more right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like to introduce yourself? Okay. Hey, my name is Mariella. Instagram name is Nicole Her Story. Um, I have stage four colon cancer, diagnosed in September of 2020. Wow. And how old are you right now? 36. So you were 34. Actually, I was 35. Okay. When I got diagnosed, I was 35. Wow. So, so how did everything happen? Like, So basically, like, um, I'm going to say February of 2020, I started feeling like my stomach felt real funny. Mm-hmm. And I went to urgent care. Urgent care did an x-ray and they actually saw um feces or stool, whatever they call it, sitting in my colon. <sighs> and they told me to eat more vegetables to go to the bathroom, sent me on my way. So then June came and um I was working and I picked up something wrong and I hurt my side. And normally I ignore it, like, okay, go away, but the pain didn't go away. Mm. So I ended up going to urgent care again. Urgent care was like, oh, no, we think it's your gallbladder. Mm. So they sent me to the emergency room. I go to the emergency room. They do an x-ray. They're like, oh, you have a mass on your liver. But nothing's <sighs> wrong with your gallbladder. And I'm like, well, I can't breathe. And they're like, oh, well, it's COVID. So we're going to give you a COVID test. <sighs> go see your um, PCP. And it just sent me on my way. Um, I ended up going to my PCP. And they sent me for an X-ray, an uh, MRI, and guess where I went to go get the MRI at? In the same place, hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the MRI, and um, it came back and said I had multiple masses in my liver. <gasps> and then they sent me to the gastro doctor. I went to him, and he did like my blood work, and my CEA level came back high. So then, um, I think he did a colonoscopy. And he was like, you know, basically he, he saw polyps in my colon. He was shocked that I could still use the bathroom. Um, and then he did a liver biopsy and confirmed that it was colon cancer. So um, my sister actually went and was like, hey, she can't breathe. So then the x-ray again when I was supposed to go get the port inserted and come to find out the cancer spread to my lungs. Mm. So they gave me the port surgery and I've been on chemo ever since. It was going well up until maybe uh November of last year when um it was actually found in my ovaries and it was like six centimeters in December. 
And when they took it out in February, it had grew to 14 centimeters. Wait, what was on your ovary? The tumor? Yeah, I had a mass on my um, ovary. So they took both ovaries in February, actually February 1st. And um, when they took it, it had grew from December from 6 centimeters to 14 centimeters. So that's done. Um, actually, I, I would say I've been doing pretty well because, you know, before you have surgery, you can't have chemo six weeks prior or six weeks after. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had I hadn't had chemo since like December, beginning of December, and I started back March first, and my CEA marker really didn't jump. Wow, so, yeah. So you you had the you you got your ovaries taken out. You don't have the full hysterectomy, correct? No, just the ovaries and my fallopian tubes. Okay, so but did you get to save some of your eggs before you started your chemo? No. It was like everything was happening so fast that, you know, it was kind of like me trying to grasp what was going on Uh and everything was just so fast. So, no, I didn't. So, when they told you about the mass on your liver, how was your reaction? I was more so like, what is a mass? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I feel fine besides me picking up something wrong at work. I was like, I didn't want to say I was scared. I was more so shocked. Because mm-hmm. I didn't understand what was going on at the time, mm-hmm. so I was yeah, I was just really shocked about it. Like, okay, what next? So, how long before you you finally like sat down one day and was just like, I really got cancer. I think I think the first day that I had chemo was actually the first day like it really hit me mm-hmm. because. I mean, you would think when I had the port surgery, it would have hit me, but it was like my first surgery, so that didn't hit me. But it was like when I got to the cancer place and I was around all them people with cancer, and I just started crying, and the nurse had to sit there with me for like an hour and a half for me to stop crying because I was just like out of it. Aww. So, so it's, so you, when they found a mass, it was already metastasized, correct? It was Mm -hmm. metastasized to the liver. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was already at stage three or stage four? They diagnosed me at stage four. Wow. And like, you know, sometimes doctors be like, but you're so young and you're black. How can this happen? Did they say that line to you? Yeah, you know, they're like, you're so young. You're so young. You know, um, you know, did you have any symptoms? Did you see this? Did you see that? And like I told them. You're talking about blood in the stool, and I'm a female that comes on a cycle. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying that no attention. It's a cycle. Like, come on. So, you know, it's just like a shock that, you know, I, it happened. And, like, you know, I'm like, I'm so young. I don't understand. Like, I was at the height of my career, and it's just like everything just fell so mm-hmm. fast. And what, what, what was your career failed, or what is your career failed? Um, well, I was on my way working my way up to manager in a Fortune 500 company. I don't know wow. the name of the company, but you know. I got you. I got you. Wow. And are you still allowed to work or no? No, I'm not allowed to work at the current moment. So, on disability. I understand. I'm trying to get all my questions. I'm, I'm a little in shock right now. It's just, wow, like... <laughs> It's just crazy, like, so, did like, 
some of your symptoms, did you have like any constipation where you're like, okay, this is just a regular thing to me, so it didn't bother you or Yeah, like, you know, it was like little things that they're talking about, like constipation and it was just stuff like regular stuff that comes with a cycle to me, like you know, mm-hmm. it comes with the cramps and the PMS and everything. So you're like, okay, it's just a cycle, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, everybody thinks of colon cancer is something over the age of 40. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about that, you mm-hmm. know. But you know, I'm happy that they're lowering the age because now when you see them symptoms, you know to look for it. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know to look for it because you're thinking it's something that somebody in there in their late 40s is supposed to get. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, it's crazy. Like seeing so many young kids, you know, have colon cancer. It's like 11 and 12. You know, my heart more so goes out to them because I lived my life for the most part. Mm-hmm. But they're babies. And they're dying because, you know, the medicine that they have, I feel like the medicine that they have for adults with colon cancer can't work on kids because they're still too, growing. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's too strong. Crazy. Yeah. So how was your first round of chemo? Um, it was horrible. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I dropped so much weight. I didn't want to eat. And I'm a big phone person. Like, I love myself. Or anybody that knows me would tell you, like, she has that phone attached to her. Man, I turned that. I let that phone die. My family had to come charge that phone. I was sitting in the dark. I didn't mm. want to watch TV. It was bad. I was like, yo, I don't want to do this. I don't like it. This is not for me. I don't want it. And, you know... Somebody actually had to come talk to me that has cancer. And he was just like, you know, just go through it because this is going to prolong your life. Uh You know, he said this pain that you're feeling right now, it has nothing compared to the pain you'll feel with cancer. So Uh just, you know, just go through it. And, you know, he's older and I'm like, man, he's sitting up here, you know, going through it and fighting with it. I'm over here being a little punk. Let me let me pull myself together. Let me let me pull it together. But it was. It was, it was, whoo, yeah, that first time was different. Like, it was just different. I was like, whoa, like, like my life flashed before my eyes. Like, yo, this is a total life change. Mm-hmm. What were your symptoms? Um, More so, it was, I just didn't feel good. That's how I felt. Like, I just felt bad. Like You just I real fatigue? Yeah, like, I didn't throw up. It was nothing like that. I just didn't want to eat. I just felt like real shaky and cold. And then I was hot. And mm-hmm. then I just felt like I had no appetite. I, I didn't want the light. Oh, wait, wait. I do remember something. Oxyplatin. That is the devil. Let me tell you. That thing right there, you can't eat nothing cold because it'll make you feel like you um choking. Mm. It gave me neuropathy. Mm. Um, you can't be in the cold at all. So that was the biggest thing was the oxyplatin. And it made my taste buds so funny to the point where the only thing I could eat was anything with tomato base. Like I would eat spaghetti, anything like Italian I could eat or anything with like a tomato taste to it. Anything else I couldn't eat. I couldn't stomach it. I couldn't drink orange juice. It was so bad. Like things that normally taste good to me didn't come back to me until the end of the week. Like maybe on Sunday the next week. And I had one good run to eat and then the next eat. Oh, wow. And this was how long you had your first round of chemo? How many weeks was it? My first round of chemo was on a Monday. 
And I went home with the chemo bag, which drained me for 24 hours, and it took it off on Wednesday. Oh, so you didn't get to stay, you didn't have to stay in the hospital or like go do the not the outpatient chemo. No, I was um in a in the infusion center. Mm-hmm. I was for like six hours. You know, to take home that was um what that was accessed through my port. Mm. And I had With to little bag. For, yeah, for forty eight hours. And then like you take it off and then you have to go back and do that again. Yeah, they can't. Oh, I went back to them and they unhooked it, and then I get a week off, and then I go back the next week. Oh, I'm sure that was tiring. Yeah, but what pushed you besides the besides the older person? What else pushed you to keep going? I would say more so like my family, like my nieces and my sisters. You know, you know, kind of like brought up with tough skin. Like it's like you know you going through something and you just gotta keep going. Like mm-hmm. don't stop. Like just just go with it and just deal with like you have to face it and it's scary and like I'm not gonna say like oh it was easy for me to do because it definitely wasn't but you have to keep going for your sake for your family's sake you know and I said my niece is looking at me like you know I can't lose my aunt and I'm like you know I can't lose you know I can't do that to my niece like worry so much about me it's bigger than me mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. you know so it just made me, you know, fight harder for them. So after your first round, did it help with the mass on your liver? Um, but I did like maybe three or four rounds of chemo, and actually everything was reducing. Everything was um going down in size. Actually, in my colon, it's actually not there anymore. It's not. Mm-mm, it's gone. Wow. What about your liver? Um, it's, it's going down in size. Well, I got a PET scan next week. I haven't had a PET scan since like November of last year because of the surgeries mm-hmm. and everything. So I'll find out maybe in a week or two what's going on. And also your, um, your lungs also. So that's when you check for your lungs too. Yeah. They, um, was reducing in size as well. That's real good. Thank you. That- that's real good. It's, oh, my Lord. So do you have to do any radiation at all or no? No, I just do chemo. So is there a reason why they ruled out radiation? Um, I'm not sure. I really don't remember. It's like so much thing, so much information was thrown at me. I think we did talk about that, but I just don't remember. But um, I am qualified for immunotherapy. So that's another line of treatment that I have in my back pocket. That's good. I I'm assume not a doctor, but I'm assume I don't think they offered you that radiation therapy in the beginning because they found the mat it's had already metastasized. Mm-hmm. And one thing I know since I went to school for radiation therapy is once it hits your liver, they'd be like they, they ain't trying to do no radiation. So the fact that they even pushed the chemo and was you know, pushing everything for you is amazing because they'll just probably be like, oh, you can only do 10 treatments and, you know, we can't do nothing else for you. But yeah. I'm guessing since you are young, they're like, we're going to do our best. Like, what? So whoever you're going to, the facility besides the first time when they was just like, <laughs> you just got some mass or something like that, mm-hmm. they're doing a good job because, you know, I know one thing about it. Once they see a mass on a liver after the cancer has metastasized in the body, 
they'd be like, nah, ain't there's nothing else we can do for you. It's one thing I learned. Yeah, they was just like, we're going to throw everything at you. They literally told me that. They said, we're going to throw everything at you. Because I've been healthy my whole life. I don't have no other issues. So they was like, mm-hmm. we're going to throw everything at you. You're young. You know, we think you can handle it, and we're going to throw it. And they threw everything at me. <laughs> That's good. So with the polyps, how, like, how big were they? Were they, like, big size to where they could tell it was already cancerous? Or I how think- did the polyps testing go? Well, I had a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. So I guess when he went in, he saw them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he just told me that it was, he think it was cancer, but he had to wait till the test results came back. Mm. I guess. So I guess they tested some kind. Mm-hmm. Wow. You listen, <laughs> I bow down to you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you got a story, honey. This is a story, like, I be like, ooh, I want to go more into details because it's just, like, it's crazy. You're 35 years old, a healthy woman, you know what I'm saying, and something's not right with you, good thing you go check, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't like to go see what's wrong with us sometimes. We, we stubborn like that. Exactly. But um, you go see what's wrong with you. Mind you, they're going to give you false They're going to misdiagnose you. That's what they tend to do with us. You know, mm-hmm. tan folks. Exactly. And um, but you kept going back because you know something wasn't right. You knew something wasn't right. You know, and so and then you had your sister right there, which is, and uh, that's awesome. Awesome. I can tell she's just one of your support system. So like, to find out all of that, like, you have they're like, hey, we found a mass on your liver, and it's already it's metastasized. Like, now we gotta figure out where it's coming from. And it's like, oh, it started from your colon. It'll metastasize. Then you go and find out you have some tumors on your ovaries. Like, this is a story, you know what I'm saying? And how the the size of them, and they were able to take it out. And, like, sucks that you couldn't save some of your eggs. You know, that's the part that sucks the worst. But at the end of the day, you still saved yourself, like, going through this. You know, somebody would have gave up already. Like, they'd be like, you know, forget it. I'm in denial and I'm not doing nothing. So, like, sis, you a warrior (laughs) for real. You are a warrior for real. So, like, um, is there, has anyone in your family ever had cancer? Well, my grandma had lung cancer. Mm. And um, when she had lung cancer, when we found out about that, they told her, you know, it was nothing they could do. Mm Mm-hmm. They was, you know, trying to help me. So I was like, well, at least they're trying to help me. Because I know some people, they go to them, they be like, ain't nothing we can do for you. Like, only thing we can just put you on hospice and, you know, whatever. But they didn't treat me like that. Mm-hmm. So that made me feel a whole lot better. Yes. Your grandma's still living? No, she died, like, maybe three or four months after they diagnosed her with lung cancer. Oh, Rest in peace, grandma. <laughs> Definitely that's yeah oh my goodness so have you accepted the fact that you have cancer yes and no (laughs) elaborate (laughs) like yes I've accepted it I think okay it's weird to say I think I accepted 
when I go to chemo. When I have chemo weeks, like this week is a chemo week, I get up and I'm just like, dang, I can't believe I have cancer. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm just staring in the mirror. And then the weeks I don't have cancer, I'm out here living like I don't have cancer. I don't think about it. Like, it's like, I'm good. I'm chilling. Like, my life is great. Then the week come back, I'm like, man, I got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I think for me, I've accepted it, but I haven't lost a lot of things to make it harder for me. Like, uh-huh. I have locks. And the biggest thing for me is I love my hair. I, I just I just love it. But if I lose my hair, oh, it's over for me. Like, then it's like, you know, I'm going to see it. I'm going to physically see it. Like, right uh-huh. now, I physically don't see it. Gotcha. So I'm not losing things that makes me see the cancer. So I don't, you know, I kind of like don't dwell in it or live in it for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll have my good days some days and I'm just like, yo, like life is going so good. What's about to go wrong now? You know, because of the situation, it puts me, it sometimes put me in a bad mood or in a sad mood and I don't want to be in that. So I have I gotcha. to go and do things to make myself happy. So the weeks that I don't have chemo, I'm just out just trying to have fun. All my family and friends is like, you need to sit down somewhere. You're doing too much. Sit down. <laughs> go home. Go read a book. Go to sleep. And I'd be like, no. And if y'all hear the podcast, I still love y'all, but I don't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I gotcha. So, how long were you? So, there's always the five steps. I, I normally ask this question. So, you kind of haven't fully accepted it, which is cool. But how long have you been in denial with it? Mm. Probably the whole time, honestly. So it's been two about two years. Yeah, I've probably been in denial for like two years. I mean, because I just I don't know, like I'm just so thankful. It's just so weird because anytime I hear cancer, I think of people that you know are laid up in the bed, Mm -hmm. you know, can't move, can't do this and I'm out driving a car. I'm out running with kids, flying kites, playing in the snow. I'm just living life. So it's like hard for me to accept it. Mm-hmm. And maybe in my mind, I don't want to accept it because I feel like it's going to bring me down. So I mm-hmm. just look at it as any type of sickness. You know, somebody mm-hmm. could die from high diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. It's the same thing. That's how I take it. I don't want to. I just want to enjoy my life as much as possible, as much as I have left and not take, let cancer take that away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I mean, everybody looks at cancer as a death sentence and I look at it as a death sentence and I'm still alive and I'm still able to have some sort of independence to myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Were you ever angry? Yep. I was mad. For how long? I'm still mad. I'm still mad. It ain't. It's not over. I'm still mad. Like I wake up, and I just like this is crazy. I can't believe this. Like I really have cancer. Are you serious? I was like, man, this ain't right. You know, like I didn't get to have kids because when everything was going on, I was in the process of planning to have a child. So uh-huh. everything just got like destroyed. Like my whole future I had planned was destroyed, and it's just it just makes uh-huh. me mad at times thinking about it i'm sorry it's okay do you ever bargain what's that you ever be like 
God, if you could get me through this, I'll, I'll change my lifestyle. You could clear me out. Like, just find something you could bargain with. No, I haven't bargained because I'll probably be lying. <laughs> I don't want to lie. Okay. I'm funny. That's funny. That's a good one. At least you're honest, right? You're honest with you. keeping it real. I don't blame you. Hey, I don't blame you. At least you know, like, God, I'll probably be lying to you, so I ain't gonna try. Exactly. He's like, girl, he's like, girl, stop. Now, you and I both know. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna find a better one. I'm gonna come back. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. But have you ever felt into like since you haven't accepted it, but like when you get angry sometimes, especially that you were planning on having a child before all of this happened, did you ever until like any between from finding out everything to now, like did you ever go into like a dark place? Yeah, I go I go into dark places at times where like, you know, I'll just sit and I won't be talking and you know, I just had a hood on my head and I just be staring off into space like you know, like right now it's Mother's Day coming up. And you know I have a mm-hmm. lot of kids in my life that you know, I I act like a mother too, but it's still not my child. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, they took my ovaries this year mm. kind of, like, really set in for me that I'll never be able to have a kid for real. Mm-hmm. So, this Mother's Day kind of sucks for me. To be honest, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I kind of understand that. Do you journal, like, your feelings? Or are you seeing a therapist? Um, I see, I see a therapist now. But mm-hmm. most of the time, everything I feel, I mostly journal on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, to um basically basically put my feelings out there so people can understand, like, what it's like, you know, to see the good, the bad. You know, I want you to see every, out, out you know, every aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I go up there and do most of my journaling. Um, I do YouTube, and I do want to get to writing in a journal, but by the time I write it, I have a lot of notes in my phone, but I need to get into more like actually writing my feelings mm-hmm. on paper. That's what I want to do. So, gotcha. Yeah. So how's the therapy going? Does the therapy help with your therapist? Yeah, it helps. She um she's very nice. You know, she talks to me when I talk crazy. She talks to me off the cliff. Um, and she entertains me. I entertain her. So it, it's going well, actually. That's I have a good. meeting with her on Friday. That's good. Shout out to your therapist. Thank you. Shout out, girl. <laughs> I'll be calling you Friday. <laughs> and how's like your support? Your support is it just your sister or your sister and it's, your mom, or is this like my mom, everybody, my sisters, everybody, my friends? It's everybody. I have a big, huge support system. It's crazy how much support I have. That's real good. So now you're in what round of chemo are you in right now? I have no idea. You lost count. I don't blame you. Man, I done had so many chemos. Like I see on Instagram people like I'm on chemo eighty seven. I'm like, I'm on chemo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I stopped after ten. I was done. I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> so it's been a while, like, um, 
the oxyplatin stopped like in February of last year because you can't take oxyplatin for a long time because it gives you bad neuropathy, which uh-huh. I had in my hands, but it didn't it didn't calm down because I can write again. Uh-huh. Um, in my feet, my feet tingle, but I can still uh-huh. feel my feet. But it's weird because when I used to wear Crocs, I used to couldn't wear I couldn't wear my Crocs without socks because I hated how they feel. Now um, I can wear my Crocs without socks. So that's how I know that it changed a lot. That's good. Um, what else? So they gave me a Vastin, and after the tumor grew, they changed me to full fury in March. So when I get the PET scan, we're going to see if the full fury has been working. So I know I've seen a post of yours. You had, I think it was last week you had started the new drug? Yeah. Okay, and I seen, like, you had a reaction to it, like, it broke out on your face. Yeah, I had, like, a rash on my face. Like, it was, like, little fine bumps, like, around, like, my mouth and on my chin. It was just, like, I I don't have acne. That's one thing I don't have. I don't, I, I never really went through the acne stage. Like, I had bumps, but I never really had it. And I'm very in tune with my face. So, I'm always looking at it, looking, seeing what's going on. And it's, like, it was a rash, and it's, like, it was just a rash. Like, I don't know. Like, I knew it came uh-huh. from the medicine, but they gave me um, some medicine to take to actually um, put on my face as lotion. And it's healing now? Yeah, it's a better. It doesn't burn or sting anymore. Now, have you ever had a chemo drug that your body wasn't, it wasn't, you had like a bad reaction to where they had to be like, okay, we got to take a break or we got to change this chemo drug out? No, I haven't, to be honest. Well, that's good. I know, right? I'm blessed. And then I see, I know I seen on your page also. So, would you like to explain what a tumor marker is? Just in case you do have people coming on your page, what explains about the reading? Because I know you said one post it was about maybe it was your PSA. It was saying you were down ninety four point four. Mm-hmm. So basically, a tumor marker is basically what the doctors use for certain type of cancers to see if the medicine is working. So when they take your blood, they check they see your CEA. So if your CEA is going down, that means mostly means the cancer, it, I mean, the medicine is working on the cancer. If it's going up, it may still be working, but it could be something going on. So they have to keep it in check, which is actually what happened to me in November. Like my cancer marker was going down and then they checked my CEA one week of me having chemo. And I had just got the bag off and my doctor called me and she said, hey, your CEA marker went up. So I'm going to schedule you for a PET scan because I need to know why it doubled. Like she was on it like that. Uh-huh. Now, the thing about tumor, market is, tumor markers are they don't work for every cancer. So you can't, go by, you can't go by that with every cancer, but it does work for colon cancer to tell uh-huh. if, it's, if the medicine is working, if it's not working or what's going on in your body. Okay. And what is a CEA? I'm not too sure. <laughs> but I know the CEA is what they check for with the cancers. I know they check for with colon cancer. So I know it has something to do with okay. colon cancer, the, the blood, the CEA in your blood. I think you're supposed to have a CEA level in there, but it's not supposed to be mm-hmm. an extreme le- level. Like when I first got diagnosed, my CEA mark was like 21.8, like 2,180. Now it's like when they checked the last, it was like one ninety four. So it definitely okay. went down tremendously. 
And for your, with the tumor on your lung, did they have to go and do your um, thorax area to get a biopsy on that also? Or no, they didn't. They didn't get a biopsy on my lung. They got a biopsy on my liver. They just gave me a um, a pet a cat scan and saw that it was in my lungs. And it's shrinking at this moment. So once it gets to like a smaller size, are they gonna go in for surgery for it or? Uh, I'm not sure. They actually told me they don't think I ever be able to get surgery because it's hard to clear it out your lungs. So basically, they told me I probably be on chemo for life. Like me getting the surgery on my ovaries was a blessing because they felt like you know, um, I guess I'm not supposed to have surgery. And she was gonna take my uterus, but she didn't want you know, any small cancer cells to go to my uterus and try to, you know, regroup or anything. Mm -hmm. So she left my uterus. Gotcha. Oh, wow. So I know sometimes, like, with the liver or the lung, sometimes they're not thinking of, like, surgery at all for it, trying to snip it out. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just, you know, hoping for the best and praying that, you know, the medicine keeps going and, you know, have some type of thing that happens where I end up actually being able to get something done to my liver. Because before mm -hmm. it was in my lungs, the, what was going to happen was I was going to do three months of chemo, then it was going to take it out of my liver, and I was going to do three more months of chemo, then I was going to go my way. But when they found it in my lungs, that's when everything came to a halt. Mm. Well, hopefully they could change it back and be like, all right, we're going to still do what our first plan and go back yeah, into the liver. Because, like, they probably, just, probably, they probably just shocked with you right now, honestly. But, mm -hmm. baby, you've been touched by the Lord. You know you ain't going to bargain. You've <laughs> you blessed right now. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, like, I love my cancer building. Like, they treat me like family. They love me in there. They call me TikTok queen. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they just, if I walk in, I found out, um, about December about my ovaries and I was crying. They was comforting me. One time uh -huh. I went there and my blood pressure was high and they was comforting me. It was crazy. Like they are like treat me so much like family and they be like, That's Hey good. girl, where you at? We ain't seen you in a while. I'm like, I'm back in the flesh. Here I am. All the trouble. <laughs> yeah. I love your energy. I love that positive. And I love it because you need it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. Lord knows if you don't have that, like you would, you'd be walking around here like you or you will be down. You know, it, it would be like a dark cloud walking out, just walking over your head. And like, you got to yeah. have that. So yeah, I like love my, it. My motto is mental over physical. If you can get the mental right, the physical will follow. Mm. Tell them. <laughs> over physical. Tell them. <laughs> So if anyone, well, no, not me, but I actually have a consultation for a colonoscopy coming up this week. Okay. So, but um, if anyone is going through this, you know what I'm saying? Especially like, look at your journey right now. Like what words of, what words of encouragement would you have for them? Basically, look, like it's not going to be easy. You're going to lose friends in the process. You know, you're going to have people that be like, oh, I'm here for you. And they're going to drift away. And it's going to hurt in the beginning. It's going to hurt. But you're going to keep going and you're going to be okay. You just try to live life as regular as possible. Like, to write and see 
therapy. Like I was a big person feeling like I didn't need therapy. Like I had it under control. And honestly, I didn't. Like mm-hmm. you have to get therapy. This is this is gonna be a world shocker to you. Like I it's two years later, and like I said, I still haven't accepted it. Mm-hmm. You know. But like I said, it's mental over physical. If you can get that mental right, the physical will follow. Because if you let your mental go down, you're going to go down physically with the mental. So you have to mentally prepare yourself for what you're going to go through. Because it's not easy. It is so not easy. Like, you know, when you see your friends living their lives and they're having kids and they're doing all these things things that you can't do, that you want it, it's going to hurt. Like, you know, you're human. But mm-hmm. you you have to take something positive in your life and use that as a reinforcement. Like, granted, like for me, like I said, I can't have kids, but I have I'm blessed to have so many kids in my life that look to me in that motherly way that I can give them that love that I would give my own child. So I take that as a blessing. I take it as a blessing to be able to get up every day and drive my car and go do what I want to do. It's a blessing. So you mm-hmm. got to take those small blessings like, it teaches you to appreciate the small things that you took for granted earlier on in life. I took a lot of things for granted that I didn't even think about, you know? Uh So you learn to take like any small blessing you have is a blessing. Like being able to walk down the street is a blessing. Being Uh able to go to the store is a blessing. Getting up, being able to smile every day is a blessing. When you wake up every day, you count your blessings. You pray to God for strength and you just keep going. And like I tell anybody, you know, you're going to have your down days. Take your time, get yourself together, cry, but keep it pushing. Like for me, I get up every morning and I cry in the shower and then I get it moving. I let all my feelings out in the shower and I just wake up and I keep going. Wow. Just keep going. Just keep going and seek therapy. And also talk to people. This may sound crazy, but on Instagram, I met a whole lot of people, you know, that's going through the same situation as me. And I made friendships with a lot of these people because talking to people that have the same situation as you is easier than talking to people that don't because they don't understand. And I know because I've been there where I didn't understand other people that were going through situations. So rely on like your friends that have the same C word as you because they'll talk to you and you know hear you talking and won't be like oh let me put her in the mental home no I understand you just having a moment and you just want to express yourself uh-huh. so reach out to the cancer friends reach out I have a lot of people that reach out to me in my DMs I'm always open to talk we can talk laugh joke whatever you want to do you want to cry we can have a whole crying session we can watch Lion King I don't care FaceTime <laughs> we good we can make this shake come on now we, we gotta push through let's go <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus do share now. You can you know c- connect on Disney Plus now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We can cry about Mufasa dying. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. We good. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. Listen, if they I'm just I'm just here for everybody, man. Same with people. Like, the reason why I started my Instagram page was because, you know, when I first when I first got diagnosed with cancer, I promise you, I couldn't find nothing on what was going on. I couldn't find nobody my age going through what I was going mm-hmm. through. Like, it was hard. So I was like, yo, I want to be that person to give somebody else hope. 
to look mm-hmm. at me and have that hope. Like, you know what? If she's still fighting, I can still fight. She's still mm-hmm. living her life. I'm going to still live my life. She's still smiling. I'm going to continue smiling. I, that's the hope I want to give people, you know, like um, right now working on a nonprofit for cancer. Mm. Um, Basically with my nonprofit, it's basically going to be like an adult make a wish. Mm. That's so nice. I, I don't want to do like, oh, I just want to pay your bills. I don't want to do that. I want you to have fun. I'm a, I'm a big fun person. I want you to be like, hey, I just want to go to the spa. All right, cool. I got you. Go to the spa. Oh, I just want a new pair of shoes. Okay, get your new pair of shoes. You know, I want you to enjoy your life. You're already going through enough. Man, forget them bills. Let's have fun. Enjoy what you can. Do what you can. I want to be able to bless people in that way to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. I love it. Thank you. That That's real. But when, when are you starting this nonprofit? I'm all in now. Hopefully in the next couple of months, still working on, you know, the the logistics of it all. You know, it's a lot. We're starting a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so definitely working on that part, like the mission statement and the values and everything. But definitely I, I have that's definitely in the works because I definitely want to do an adult make a wish. I mean, they have it for kids, but they don't have it for adults. Mm-hmm. So. Do you have a name? Is it going to be called Adult Make-A-Wish or is there a, a different name for it? No, it's still going to be Nicole Her Story Foundation. Okay. So is Nicole your middle name? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. But I like that. So what is your YouTube um, page? My YouTube is Nicole Her Story TV. So I haven't put new, I put videos up, but I need to get better at putting up more videos because I have a lot of content that, you know, is actually stored in my phone. I have so much content. I just have to put it out there. Like, it's just so much to, you know, help people. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like, for instance, a lot of people may not know um, eating cactus plant helps with high blood pressure. Eating what? Cactus plant. Oh, oh, like the inside of it? Yeah. Like you can go to Walmart and get it in the Hispanic aisle. It's like mm-hmm. $2 and it helps with like your high blood pressure, high cholesterol. That's good. So these are the things, you know, that I want to put out to people for them to see. Um, I'm a big believer in CBD. One of my best friends actually owns a CBD company. And I know you probably seen me talk about that a lot, but it, it works. Helps. Hey. It, it it really helps. Like, you know, her brand is Clean Hemp. And she has water solubles, which I take when I feel nauseated. And it helps me, you know, feel better. She has CBD bath bomb. So when I have neuropathy, I pull out my foot pedicure, drop the bath bomb in it, and be soaking in it. It's... Wow. I'm big on the CBD, you know. I'm big on the salve, the salve, everything. So... Especially if it's natural herbs, like you can never yes. go wrong with that. Yes, like and then she has like honey sticks, which I put in my tea. So it's it's a lot of stuff that I use, you know, to try to combat. And I'm trying to get better with my diet, but I love burgers. So <laughs> like going back on a regular fish diet and grilled chicken and everything. So so the content you have saved in your phone, is it on your TikTok that you need to go ahead and share to your YouTube TV? Because I know you say you have TikTok. I have TikTok, but it's actually videos that I put, like, oh, for instance, I did a video of me getting a pedicure. 
-hmm. like the difference of getting a pedicure like you know when they put the water in like it can't be too hot they can't scrub Mm -hmm. my feet like you know things that you Mm -hmm. know people don't really like I said it's the small things that change the cancer that you don't pay attention to you know that's true just like um I can't get massages I have to go to somebody that deals with cancer that type of massage masseuse I can't just go to any masseuse an oncology massage Mm -hmm. therapist yep so that's coming up you know once I go see her so shout out to the MTs I'm an MT shout out to the MTs so, yeah. <laughs> oncology is very yes oncology is very special mm-hmm. i've been in yeah wow so what is your tiktok name my tiktok name is love kenzie l-x-v-e-k-x-n-s-e-y and is that also part of your um is that on your ig page i don't i don't think i put that one up there okay Go ahead. But it's public. Okay. So love Kizzy and then Nicole Her Story TV on YouTube. And then Nicole Her Story on IG, correct? Yes. So you guys make sure you go follow her to follow her journey. Lord, this is an interesting (laughs) journey. Like I was listen, when I was on when I was on Instagram and I just I don't know how I, I think I was putting something up on, about colon cancer. And I just hap, happened to go through the feed. I'm like, let me see what I could find. And I'm just like, I found somebody. I'm like, let me see if she's going to, I'm going to ask her. And then I was just looking. I'm like, yo, she looked young. And like, it just, it got to me. I'm like, yeah, I got to, I'm like, I got to have her. I'm like, I got to have her, on, you know, as a guest because my mom passed away at colon cancer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was, she was 55 so she was young but she was over the age but like when she had her symptoms she was throwing up she couldn't hold food down and stuff like that that was one of her symptoms and of course they misdiagnosed her saying oh there's nothing wrong you probably ate something bad you know Mm -hmm. kind of folks get misdiagnosed most of the time so like your story is so it's like you're a fighter you're you're a true warrior you know because one, you were misdiagnosed, but like your energy, how you just still going every, it's two years, you know, about to be two, it's about to be your two year anniversary. You know, you have, you have dealt with some stuff, you know, especially like last year's surgery. Like that was like one, that's a big trauma right there for you, but you're still going, mm-hmm. you still wake up every day and you still go. You might, you know, you don't have to accept it right now. Nobody has to accept the fact they have something. You just might be like, hey, I'm just sick for a little bit, but I'm going to get better. You know, and that's a great mentality to have, you know, because a lot of people don't have that mentality. A lot of people go into a deep depression and they don't even want to go get treated. It's be like, you know, I'm going to deal with it. I'm ready to die now. Like, hey, and they be young. So, like, you're still going and you're so, your support system, I love how they, they push you to keep going too, like, you see what you have to live for. You see you have to live for a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, keep keep going. Keep telling your story. Keep sharing your journey every day. I be looking. I might not like much. I don't. I might not pop up quick. I might like like a week later. But <laughs> I be looking. I be looking. Exactly. I, I actually look. I, I actually go on the pages, and I just to see what's going on. Like, I literally went back to like where it started with you, and I'm like, okay, 
this is when must have been when she just first found out because I actually looked all the way down just to see. That's why I started reading. That's why I asked you about the PSA levels and everything because I'm like, all right, I'm this is how me. This is me reading into your stuff. This is me reading into your life, and I appreciate you for sharing your story with me and anyone that's going to be listening. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a battle, but I'm working on you know getting the content out of my phone and actually putting it you know, on IG, because sometimes I'd be like, man, I'm talking too much. And I'm like, no, you can't talk too much because exactly. people need it. Like, they mm-hmm. need to see this and they need to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you never exactly. know who who is going to reach. Exactly. Like, it's crazy because I have people come in my inbox and be like, oh, um, you know, somebody referred me to your page because of da-da-da-da-da. So, this, what's this? What's that? And I have people when I, you know, say, hey, I got this going on. They'll come in my DM and tell me, oh, well, this may happen or this may happen or that. And, it, you know, it gives me some type of relief to understand what may happen, even if it don't happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like I said, we're like a big community that's helping each other. And I'm big on helping other people. That brings me joy to make everybody else happy. And it should. Yeah, it should. So, most definitely. Yeah, it was crazy. One time I was at um I was in chemo and I walked past this lady and she was like, Oh my goodness, aren't you Nicole? Her story. And I'm looking around like, who is Nicole? Her- oh, me. Hey. <laughs> she was like, I follow you on Instagram. I was Aww. like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> you never know who's watching. You exactly. Never you never know. So wow. Keep keep fighting and fight. I definitely am. Thank you so much. I'll be in Atlanta next week. What's next week? What day? I'll be in Atlanta from Wednesday to Saturday. Okay. You catch me on my off day. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be out. You catch me on my off day. Yes. (laughs) Take you out for a drink. You catch me on my off day. (laughs) That'll work. Well, it was nice speaking to you. Oh my gosh. Safe travels. I know you say you're going out of town. So safe travels to Thank your you. to your trip. Have fun. Like you said, live your life to the fullest like it's your last day. Continue to keep living. You know. Um, but yes, um, thank you for the conversation today. You are welcome. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. You have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.